Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the show. This is the first time you're listening. Thanks for checking the show out. I hope you like what you hear and you continue to listen. Uh, If you're coming back to the show, thanks for coming back and continuing to be a listener. I really appreciate it. This podcast deals with uh, three topics, uh, two really specifically, and then the third one occasionally, uh, those being movies, politics, and sports. Uh, The sports topic is gone kind of by the wayside, but I just keep it in there in case uh, there is something in the sports realm that uh, strikes me uh, that I want to talk about. But today's episode is actually going to be a follow-up to episode 30 on Jeffrey Epstein. So if you've watched the news at all, you kind of know that story. If you're not, you can check out episode 30. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein was a uh, high finance uh, hedge fund manager, very wealthy, very politically connected, connected celebrities, politicians. And uh, in the previous podcast, I discussed his uh, plea deal for uh, procuring sex from underage girls. Uh, You can go to that podcast to kind of go deeper into that. This episode is going to be the aftermath of his suicide uh, in the jail cell. So I'm going to talk about that. Not so much about the suicide itself. I'll touch upon what I think about that whole situation. Uh, I'm really going to discuss more the political ramifications of that, uh, mainly based on the response to his suicide. Uh, So I'm going to talk about that in this episode. Uh, If you've not listened to the show before, uh, when I do talk about politics, I want uh, anyone listening that's never listened before to understand that this is a nonpartisan political podcast. So don't be scared uh, of the topics that I delve into and what I've been doing for the entire run of this podcast is anytime I talk about politics, I've been doing it through the lens of two specific things, uh, one being polarization and two being voter engagement. So in this episode, uh, I'm going to discuss the Jeffrey Epstein suicide through the lens of polarization, uh, because I think that's a destructive force in today's politics and it's preventing meaningful changes uh, from happening in our country. It's really uh, corrosive and it sickens me to see that it's gotten to this point. Uh, so that's really what I'm going to be discussing, uh, the polarization impact on the response to the suicide of Jeffrey Epstein. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Jeffrey Epstein. If you've listened to episode 30, you know my opinion on his crimes, his alleged crimes, and the crimes he was convicted of back in 2008, and the horrific plea deal that he received, the far too lenient plea deal that he received for those actions of sex with underage girls. Uh, He is a sickening human being. I made my position on what should happen to him pretty clear in that episode, but to recap, my thought is, If you're convicted of sexual crimes against a minor, I believe you should get the death penalty. I don't think that's ever going to happen. But flash forward a few weeks now and Jeffrey Epstein has committed suicide. So before I get into the meat of what I'm going to talk about today, I'm going to comment briefly on the suicide itself. So he was found in his cell, unresponsive, taken to the hospital where he was later pronounced dead. The official ruling is a suicide. First off, the fact that this man no longer exists on this earth is fine by me. Not going to miss him. He doesn't deserve to exist in the same space as other people. And that's harsh, but that's just the way I feel about it. The crimes that he has committed 
the crimes that he is convicted of doing and the crimes that he were was not convicted of yet, which I fully are convinced he would have been, uh, would have warranted a death sentence, in my opinion. So he may have done that to himself. I know some people think that's a cowardly way to go out. I don't necessarily disagree with that. And I understand people's position about him spending the rest of his life behind bars. Again, I don't have an issue with that position. But the fact that he is no longer with us is no skin off my nose, to be honest with you. Now, what I do think is, and I agree with a lot what a lot of people have said, how is this guy able to commit suicide when he was one, on a suicide watch, and two, within the last two weeks, had injuries that were consistent with a suicide attempt. So forget about whether you think he committed suicide or something else more nefarious occurred. There is a woeful lack of supervision that needs to be investigated. So that needs to be fully investigated and figured out because that's unacceptable that a prisoner with a previous incident of a possible suicide attempt is allowed to be alone and unsupervised long enough where either one, he took his own life or two, if you believe he was murdered, whatever the reason is. So that needs to be fully investigated. So that's my comment on that part of it. Uh, that's definitely something that needs to be investigated. Now, what I'm gonna be talking about today is the response to the, to the suicide. And I'm not even talking about the response by people who's glad he's gone. I'm talking about the opposite, the polar opposite responses, depending on what side of the aisle you are on. So let's start with, let's start with the more sensational, he was murdered and it was not a suicide. So if you are a far left person, here is your, what I've been reading is the response. The response has been, oh, well, this is easy. Trump is somehow involved with him. It's his Department of Justice. He has secrets about Donald Trump that he didn't want to get out as it relates to Epstein's horrific activities, and he needed to be silenced. So Trump and Trump's DOJ turned the other way, either for a suicide to happen or for a murder to happen. If you happen to be on the far right, interesting. You think almost the same thing, but with a slightly different set of facts. Your belief is that, oh, he was murdered, but he was murdered by the Clintons and or the Democratic machine because he had a relationship with Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton has had a history of sexual indiscretions, and this is no surprise. The Clintons have had other people killed, specifically Vince Foster, that suicide was also part of the far right conspiracy that he was murdered. So if you're a far right person, it was Bill Clinton. So basically we have Bill Clinton did it. Hillary Clinton did it. Donald Trump did it or knew about it. And this is where we're at with polarization. And this sickens me to my core. So we're at the point now where a sex offender commits suicide in prison based on what's been reported, assuming that that's correct and the investigation has not been completed, but let's assume that he committed suicide. Because a lot of times, and it's a cliche for a reason, the simplest explanation is usually probably the truth. And the simplest explanation is Jeffrey Epstein knew he was caught, knew the things that were about to come out were gonna basically 
land him in prison for the rest of his life. And as a 66-year-old man, he wasn't looking to do that. And he said bye and checked out. That's probably what happened because usually the simplest story is the truth. So let's start with that premise that it's the truth. So we're at the point now in this society where polarization is so destructive that we can't even look at a death of someone and objectively look at what could have happened. We immediately assume that it's some conspiracy or nefarious actions from the other side of the aisle. So now we've gotten to the point where we're, we don't even have discourse or debate or disagreement. It's, it's really literally now, if you're on the other side and may have known Jeffrey Epstein, you probably had the dude murdered. That's, that's where we are right now as a society. And I'm talking about normally you would not take this stuff seriously and go, Hey, you know, it's just kooky people, you know, ranting conspiracy theories and it's just cuckoos. There's nothing to worry about. But the scary part is it's not just cuckoos. It's basically normal people, everyday people, either people that have voted for Donald Trump or people that are against Donald Trump are, are floating these conspiracy theories like they're fact and they're convinced that something underhanded took place. Now, there are irreg irregularities. I'm not discounting that the suicide, the death of Jeffrey Epstein needs to be fully investigated. And I'm not saying call it a suicide, lock the door, investigation over. I'm not saying that. But for me, you know what I think happened? What I think happened, it was probably a suicide, but we need to confirm. And if there was something nefarious that was going on, then we need to find out what that is wherever the facts take us. I haven't made a predetermined outcome of what I think happened because I don't know. If you, like I said, if you put a gun to my head, I would say that the guy committed suicide because he was about to spend the rest of his life in jail for being a child rapist. To me, I don't understand why that simple explanation is not good enough or not taken seriously because at the end of the day i think that's probably what happened but that being said a full investigation needs to be completed and people that didn't do their jobs to allow this death to take place while he was incarcerated is unacceptable and needs to be investigated and the people that were involved need to either be removed reassigned or whatever the protocol calls for gross negligence and gross incompetence as it relates to keeping this guy alive for a trial Again, I'm not sad that he's dead, but the fact of the matter is he shouldn't be dead. He should be awaiting trial and convicted or acquitted by a jury of his peers. That'll never happen because he was allowed to either A, commit suicide, which is what I think would happen, or B, people look the other way while he was murdered. Either way, it needs to be investigated, but we're so polarized that we're so blinded by looking for something against the other side to go see and something so serious as murder to say they had something to do with it. They knew he was gonna be murdered. And when I say they, it's either side projecting whoever's the polar opposite of them, oh, they had something to do with it. When the fact of the matter is, based on the polarization, Jeffrey Epstein was friends with everybody. Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew, actors, other politicians. 
So wh- where is this this reasoning from each side thinking the other side is solely and completely responsible? If you wanted to buy into the conspiracy theory, which I do not at all, how come I don't hear the third conspiracy theory is they both both sides had something to do with it because both sides had something to lose because he was friends with Democrats, Republicans, independents, someone in the British royal family. He was friends with everybody due to his power, influence and money. How come that I find it interesting that that theory doesn't get floated, that conspiracy theory that they were all working together because everyone had something to lose and they all wanted him gone before he could testify. But it's interesting that that theory doesn't get floated around. I wonder why it, it doesn't happen because the loudest voices are the polarizing voices, whether it's on social media or on talk radio or on opinion news. The polar opposites are always the loudest. And conspiracy theories are always predicated on either blaming it on something nefarious or something or in this case it's something that you hate so if you're a, a left-wing person you hate donald trump if you're a right-wing person you love donald trump and you hate everything else that's running against donald trump so now we've reduced this to now basically accusing accusing because trump directly accused clinton other people have accused the clintons and trump has been so basically we're we're we've come down to accusing presidents of facilitating a murder ordering a murder. So now we're basically equating them to Tony Soprano. This is insanity. It's insanity. And here's why it's insanity, because it's preventing legitimate investigative work on this death from being done, because everything is done to a prism of polarization. So even if the Department of Justice performs a professional, thorough, highly researched, highly documented investigation, that's above reproach, it's going to be destroyed by the other side if it's indeed ruled a suicide. And let's say it's even ruled a murder. Let's say they do the same point as it's ruled that it's a murder. I don't even know what's going to happen then because both sides are going to say the same thing. It's not even going to be different. Both sides are going to say, see, the, the left is going to say, see, yeah, they admitted that it's a murder because they let him get murdered because they didn't want anything about Trump and his associates to come out. And the right's going to say, see, the investigation is above board. And this proves that the Clintons had him murdered, even though there may not be any proof. So this is where it's going to continue to go. And this is this is the reason I wanted to revisit this Epstein situation, even though I talked about it on episode 30 and now he's dead. And for all intents and purposes, his part of the story is over in the sense that he's dead is because this is what polarization has wrought in our society. This is why this podcast, as long as this podcast exists and I'm doing it and I talk about politics, it's going to be through this prism of polarization until hopefully we get to a point one day where it's a minor issue in our political discourse or that day may never come. So if that day never comes, I will always be talking about that because it's going to poison and taint everything that happens moving forward for the rest of our political history. There's going to be always questioning, and I'm not talking about healthy questioning of people in power like the, the press is charged to do because it's always good to, to question people in power. And I'm not saying that that's not good, but questioning things in the face of 
either a lack of evidence or in the face of evidence that shows exactly the opposite thing that you're that that you're saying because that's where we're going when there is a situation or a issue or something where there's definitive evidence of a position and it's opposite of what somebody believes they're going to question it all the time and this is the era of fake news and this is the thing that donald trump has so skillfully done which has contributed to this polarization he took something fake news where there there's some basis of that in truth even though the term fake news is probably wrong the actual term is biased news both on the left and on the right where the credibility of journalism has been destroyed or not destroyed but deeply damaged because there have been journalists quote-unquote journalists or opinion makers that have taken a certain side as opposed to looking at an issue doing their investigation objectively and then coming up with a finding based on that objective investigation since that's kind of been lost in the 24-hour cable news cycle the threats to real journalism have been real and the people that are actually on the ground doing the actual journalism work ironically the journalism that led to jeffrey epstein even coming back into the limelight because i'm going to be honest i never heard of this guy until four months ago and the reason i heard of this guy four months ago is because the miami herald did a story revisiting the shitty plea deal they gave him in 2008. so real journalism was the reason that this came back into the forefront hard-hitting investigative interviewing victims that were brave enough to come forward that's what journalism is that journalism still exists but in the world that we live in now with polarization they would have you believe that that journalism does not exist anymore that journalism is what led to Jeffrey Epstein being incarcerated and his crimes coming to light with the proper review, proper taking apart of this man's life as it should have been taken apart because he was a child rapist that got away with raping kids. 13 months in prison where half of the time he wasn't even there, it means he got away with it. And because of real journalism, digging, doing the boring work, making those interviews, corroborating stories. This came to the forefront. And now his sick, sickening, deplorable, horrific acts are being scrutinized the way they should have been scrutinized back in 2008 before he was given that horrific plea deal. So polarization is destroying not only the political process, but destroying the foundation of journalism and let me get this straight i have my issues with cable news and some journalism some journalists don't get me wrong that are coming from a position where they're not objective i don't disagree that that's happening but damn it there are real journalists out there that are doing the work that we need them to do one of the bedrocks of this country the two of them which is why the first amendment says freedom of speech and then freedom of the press those things are intertwined that's what separates us from third world countries from dictatorships where dissent is met with murder we need a vibrant press a vibrant press in this country forever we always needed it our founding fathers knew we needed it we have to have something that questions authority at all times it is important, but it's being corroded 
by people with agendas. And as a society, as voters, as people that consume journalism, we need to, we all need to make an effort to seek out real journalism and find it. Again, this is something that we have to do, us as consumers of news, whether it's through social media, through television, through the internet, however you consume your news, you need to make sure that what you're reading is from people that are journalists that are doing their job because they believe in objective reporting of events that happen in this world and specifically in the political world. It is incumbent upon us to do that. It is incumbent upon us to seek that out and to share that when we see it, not to sit in a silo and consume everything that we agree with and then assume anything that we don't agree with has no value and not even so much has no value. It's to the point now that things that we don't agree with we think is gonna destroy this country. And it's every single president. I know people wanna think, people think live in the now. And the now is Donald Trump and everybody's gonna say, he's the worst president ever, he's the worst president ever. And that might be true. I don't know if that's true or not. It may be true, but, but guess what happened? Let's go back to the previous president, President Obama. When he was elected, half the country thought the world was gonna end. And half the country thought he was the worst president ever. So guess what? The same thing that people think about Trump. So guess what? The guy that gets elected or a woman that gets elected after Trump, guess what's going to happen? They're going to be the worst president ever by at least half of the country. This is There's no context or nuanced criticism or praise of any president anymore. That's where we are at. Obama was president for eight years. The world didn't end. Trump is president for at least four years, possibly reelected, whether he is or he's not. Guess what's going to happen after his four years or eight years are up? I hate to break it to you. Actually, I like to break it to everybody. The world's not going to end. We're going to be fine. There will be a president that follows him and we will move on. So whether you like Trump or dislike Trump, he's not going to wreck the world. He's not going to wreck the United States. I know you like to think that's what's going to happen. I know people like to think that's what's going to but that's not going to happen because America is more resilient than that. That's the, the fact here. America is more resilient than a great president or a terrible president or both. So like him or hate him, the, it'll, it, everything will be fine. When he's done with his term or two terms, we're going to be fine. And if more people started realizing that and taking a step back from, I hate Obama, I hate Trump, I hate Democrats, I hate Republicans. If they would take a step back from that nonsense and actually intellectually be honest with themselves about what they want and understand that if you disagree with someone, there are some things you're going to agree with. There are some points that are going to, that, that they make that are valid that you can, it's not bad to say, yeah, I disagree with this person on that, but you know what? They had a point about this particular issue and I agree with that. Don't agree with anything else they say, but we're, we're so poisoned now. We, we can't even allow ourselves to acknowledge when someone from the other side says something that we actually agree with. We're so polarized and so poisoned that we can ref that we refuse to acknowledge that anything anyone says that has opposite views than we do is valid and should be explored or discussed. And frankly, that makes me sick to my stomach because I am a person who looks at all sides. 
I may have my leanings just like everybody else does, and that's perfectly okay. But that doesn't mean someone from the opposite end of where I lean doesn't have some points about certain things that I go, yeah, that's actually a good point. I can do that because that's what makes a healthy democracy. That's what keeps America vibrant. Dissent, disagreement, healthy debate about the issues and coming to a consensus that will help everyone and move the country forward. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I want to do through this podcast. I want to put that opinion out there that that's where we need to be. So again, if you've never listened to the show before, that's how I'm always going to come at political topics and this one here. So this Jeffrey Epstein situation is ridiculous in the sense that the aftermath, the fact that the man is not here anymore, I'm not going to lose one moment of sleep over that. But the fact of the matter is an investigation into this man's death is going to be tainted like everything else is with severe polarization instead of just allowing it to play out and then reviewing what the findings are and then making your judgments about it and then having a debate about it. But the second that it's released, there's going to be an immediate polarized conspiracy theory blaming of the other side for facilitating the death of this person. And frankly, that's just sickening to me. That's sickening that 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 this is what we have devolved to. I know we're better than that. I'm optimistic that 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 we're going to hit a low point and eventually people are just going to be sick of it. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, we're not there at that point. And I can only continue to talk about it and hope other people agree and 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 hold themselves accountable as consumers of news and hold their elected officials or their or their or the press in their city, state, or the national press accountable when you can see that they're not living up to the standards that they've set for themselves to be objective when reporting events of the world. Thank you for listening to the show and I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to reach out to the show, there's several ways you can do that. I am on Twitter. The handle is at BendYourEarPod. That's also the handle for Instagram. The show is available to listen to on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and CastBox. Uh, you can also find the show on other podcasting apps. I don't know all of them offhand. I know some uh, link to the feed and um, you're able to get it. I know for a fact. I think uh, you can go to Google if you don't have any app or if you listen to this show on your PC. You can just type in Let Me Bend Your Podcast. I should come up first in the searches. And you can actually listen to the show directly uh, on the Google uh, website. So it's a good way to do it if you have no other method of listening to it. If you'd like to email the show, I'll give your opinion, uh, suggestion for topics, uh, or just ask a question. The email is bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I also want to ask if you can, if you do listen to the show on iTunes, if you can rate and review it, uh, it's a very easy way to help this podcast and any podcast that you like uh, achieve greater exposure. And basically what that means is uh, when someone searches for a particular podcast, whether it's politics, sports, true crime, whatever the genre they're looking for, the more ratings and reviews a specific podcast has, uh, the higher profile they get in those searches when people perform searches to listen to podcasts. So Podcasting has been booming. Uh, everybody does one. Uh, people joke about that, but I enjoy it. It's something that's given me a lot of joy, and uh, I know a lot of other people enjoy doing theirs or listening to them as well. So if you could rate and review it, I really appreciate that. Again, the show is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, 
Stitcher, TuneIn, and CastBox. Twitter at Bend Your Ear Pod. Instagram at Bend Your Ear Pod. Email Bend Your Ear Podcast at gmail.com. Again, I hope you enjoyed the show and come back and listen for more. Uh, all my back episodes are available, so please check them out. This is episode 33, so I hope you enjoy. And we have movies, politics, and some sports thrown in. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. And if you do enjoy the show, the other thing I would ask before I sign off is uh, share it on your social media. That's a really helpful tool. Uh, if you've listened to either, either one episode or you like the show as a whole, uh, just you know retweet one of the episodes or retweet uh, my Twitter feed. Uh, that'd be fantastic. Uh, any uh, help like that really helps the show. Like I said, I get a great deal of enjoyment out of doing it. I do want to grow the show and uh, have new people listen to it. So it's something uh, that I would appreciate if you could do that. So again, uh, just share it on your social media if you're so inclined. Again, thanks for listening. I hope everyone has a great week.